0: Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and today's date is the 25th day of January, 2017. Wow, it's already that deep into January? And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from a Sully baseball, studio. Sully baseball studio, easy for you to say. I am recording this from a Sully Baseball studio, thank you, in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and Los Angeles Dodgers center fielder, Jock Peterson. Man, I can't believe we're almost done with the first month of January. You know, we are in the latter part of this decade. You do understand that, right? We are—we are like this. Decade is, and we're beyond the halfway part. And now this is like the we're in the we're in the home stretch. I just—I mean that it just seems strange because I still feel like it should be nineteen ninety-seven. That just seems like it, we're past two thousand. Pretty soon we'll be a quarter of the way through this century. Good lord. I better accomplish something. I am accomplishing something. I'm giving you a podcast every day. But sometimes when I do a podcast every day, I make some mistakes. Your pal Sully makes some mistakes. Now, um, here's one. Uh, uh, Cubs fan with an eight, one of my most devoted listeners, said uh, this this a couple days ago. Yesterday, you named two primary teams that I root for as the Red Sox and Yankees. Yes. Yes, I did. I, I was speaking quickly. And I said Red Sox-Yankees. Uh, the other day, I kept going back and forth between calling it the Suffering Index and the Misery Index. Yeah, yeah, that sometimes sometimes happens. There's one other mistake I've made recently. Uh, I think it was a pronunciation. Um, but yeah, I will sometimes... There, there are days that I will, you know, stub my toe. Uh, Swampudlian, one of my... Most devoted listeners wrote, uh, told me how to uh, pronounce the stadium that was the home of the Detroit Stars. Apparently, I I mispronounced it. It, And he wrote back to me, he said, it's pronounced Ham, like Cole Hamels, Tram, like Alan Trammell, and Mick, like Mickey Mantle. So it's Ham Trammick. Okay, I, I think I mispronounced that. So, yeah, yeah, your pal Sully makes mistakes. I'm far from perfect, and I think admitting your mistakes is sometimes that shows. Just, I don't know if not strength of character, then at least you know that uh, I'm not so proud that I'm going to pretend that saying one thing makes it so, and that finding out, yeah, I was wrong. That doesn't mean I'm weak. It means I made a mistake. It means I made a mistake. So uh, in my intro, I, I'm the you know, which I constantly change up based on how I'm feeling for that day. Uh, I said Bob Melvin, I like saying Bob Melvin. And I brought up Jock Peterson, because I knew I was going to talk about the Dodgers. And today is a good day to talk about the Dodgers because they traded Jose de Leon, not the Jose de Leon that I grew up watching, who was a pitcher for the White Sox and the Cardinals, but a different Jose de Leon, and traded him to the Tampa Bay Rays in exchange for second baseman Logan Forsyth, when this is something they needed to do because of the many holes that are on the Dodgers staff, uh, they have a big hole at second base. Now, right now, uh, the Chase Utley, who did the job for him last year, is still a free agent, but he, he's 78 years old and has no use of his knees. I may be wrong about that, some may have to correct me on that, but he's, he's a veteran. He's been around a while. And it's when you start asking veterans to take big, giant chunks of playing time, well, that's when you get into a little bit of trouble. Now, DeLeon is a pitching prospect and a nice pitching prospect for the Dodgers, but they flipped them to Tampa, who has a tendency to stockpile young arms, and they're probably going to wind up making another trade. They want, you know, they know young pitchers are in demand and they can probably, you know, take advantage of a, of a seller's market. So, but they filled in at second base. Good. And even though, as I mentioned, that the my two primary teams I root for are the Red Sox and the Giants, not the Yankees. I'm not that weird. Uh, I don't, and I've said this many times before. Especially if I say anything critical of the Dodgers, someone will accuse me, I just hate the Dodgers. I actually don't hate the Dodgers. I didn't grow up with the Dodgers-Giants animosity. I grew up with Red Sox-Yankee animosity. So the fact of the matter is, uh, and, I, and as I said also, I spend most of my time you know, going back and forth between the Silicon Valley and Los Angeles County. I've seen the Giants win it a few times. I'd like to see the A's win it. Hell, I'd like to see the Dodgers win it. I have a lot more animosity towards the Angels and their strange relationship with the Red Sox than I do with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And as I've mentioned before, with my team winning so much, part of me wants, or part of me is more interested in seeing stars get their great Hall of Fame moment. It's one of the reasons why I don't like the Angels, but I want to see Mike Trout win a World Series. It's one of the reasons why, while I'm not a Dodger fan, I really want to see Clayton Kershaw have that signature moment that all Dodger stars have. All the big Dodger stars of the past have had that great World Series moment or that great playoff moment somewhere, shape, or another. But lo and behold, it has not come to Clayton Kershaw. For a minute, we thought we had it. With the save, he came out of the bullpen to get the save against Washington in that tightly wound series between those two teams. And then he came out of the pen to get that, and it was his arms up in the air to, to clinch the series. I thought, man, is this going to be the fall the I'm not <laughs> the fall of Kershaw or the fall of Kershaw. I guess that's one of those it could mean one of two things. I thought we were going to have a Kershaw fall instead we saw a Kershaw fall as he got absolutely clobbered in game 6 of the National League Championship Series against the Chicago Cubs. Now, this has been a bizarre offseason for Los An- for the Los Angeles Dodgers and I've read some you know, pod, I've read some blogs and listened to some podcasts from some Dodger fans who are just predicting doom and gloom, which is an interesting thing because what makes this an unusual and a difficult-to-gauge offseason for Los Angeles is they have been players. They have been big spenders. They've been throwing a lot of money into the free agent market after a season where they got within two wins of the World Series. well, What makes this unusual is that all that spending was to stand pat. Think about that for a second, would you? They've spent all that money to bring Kenley Jansen back and Justin Turner back. But that's basically standing pat. That's not improving the team. That's making sure that they, they don't get worse in those areas. They spent that money on Jansen. They spent that money on Turner. They spent that money on Rich Hill. And so, in, in essence, the Dodgers have been big spenders to not improve, but to not fall back. And they wound up trading Howie Kendrick, which allowed them to be in a position to trade, make the deal they did with Tampa Bay. But the Dodgers have been a team that's good enough to get to October. Lest we forget, they have won the National League West each of the last four years. It doesn't feel that way. Because the Giants won a championship in that time. But they have they have four straight National League West titles under their belt. And I see nothing, nothing, nothing that makes me believe that this team won't win 90-some-odd games this year. So they are exactly in my eyes, exactly where they were when they watched the Cubs win the pennant. And the fa- and they have one other thing they have to do. They, but I don't think they have to bring back Chase Utley. I do think they have to bring back Joe Blanton. They have to bring him back because the bullpen depth requires it. They had an okay pen this year, and they, they have a good staff, Assuming that like Julio Urias and Kenta and Maida, I'm pronouncing everyone's name wrong, forgive me, I'm in a little room in Palo Alto. But assuming that they play well and Clayton Kershaw is still Clayton Kershaw and Rich Hill is still Rich Hill, then, yeah, this team should win 90 some odd games and maybe a bounce here or a bounce there or a big game here or a big game there and they could finally win that damn pennant. But it's also odd when you realize that this is a team that has a sense of desperation to it and yet they're not improving. I really believe that they needed to bring in another ace to fill in the the Grinky loss and instead they saw several aces change hands, change teams, and lo and behold, this Dodger team may be one of those clubs that's good enough to make the postseason, but not good enough to win it all. Now, they're going to be going up against San Francisco. San Francisco signed Melanson. And San Francisco is basically retooling the bullpen. They've had a remarkably consistent bullpen. When you think about Affelt, Lopez, Casilla, and Romo, all played on the three World Series titles from 2010, 2012. 2014, that core was the bullpen core each of those years. Yes, Brian Wilson was a closer one year. Yes, Yismar Petit put up great numbers another year. They did have some malleability there, but for the most part, that's the cast of characters. That cast of characters have changed, and if they change for the better, because remember their bullpen was grotesque last year, and you still have a rotation of Baumgartner, Cueto, Smarsda, and uh, you'll have a full year of Matt Moore, and who knows if Kane will be back or not, but that's still a damn good rotation. And you still have Crawford, you still have Posey, you still have Pence, you still have Panic, you still have Span, you still have Belt. You know, this is still a good team in San Francisco. And you still have Bochi running the damn place, and, as I mentioned last year, no pressures on that team. There's no pressure on the Giants. There's pressure on Los Angeles. And when you think, okay, you made the trade for second baseman. Could there have been a second baseman available that would cost less than a good pitching prospect? And why do I bring that up? Because you're banking on Urias to be the big stud that he was in the minor leagues and do that on the major league level, and you're banking on Rich Hill. Now, Rich Hill had a great year last year, but he had health issues, blister issues, other issues. He missed a significant amount of time with both Oakland and Los Angeles. You're not going to get 220 innings out of him. And also remember... And I don't mean to do this because I don't want to make it sound like I'm crapping on a guy. But this was a guy whose career was over. And he had a great ending to his 2015 season with Boston. The A's took a chance on him. Turned out he was terrific. And the Dodgers made a trade for him and he helped him win the division. And nearly pitched him into the World Series. But remember, this was a guy who, what, 18 months ago his career was over. Or how many months? Someone will correct me. A year and a half ago, he was on the scrap heap. Could it have been... Now, has he turned it around and refound his career and he's now one of the ace pitchers in baseball? Or is he someone who had a nice comeback? But can he sustain that? Is there any way he can sustain that? Is there anyone who thinks he's going to be uh, a full-time pitcher for them I hope he is because I like him I like the story I think it's great but it's the same reason why I would caution against bringing in a veteran like Chase Utley my god to what whatever you get out of Rich Hill has to be a bonus you know they trade away Howie Kendrick and you know that's because they're trying to shed a little bit of salary make a little bit of room and that's not here nor there that's not the end of the world and you have an outfield where it's difficult to figure out who this outfield is. You've had a bunch of players who have flashes of greatness and flashes of disaster. Both Jock Peterson and Yasiel Puig are, are all-star outfielders, and yet you cross your fingers and you go, yeah, I hope it works. Because you don't know what you're going to get. And the one thing you do know you're going to get is you're going to get a great year out of Clayton Kershaw. And I just had something stuck in my teeth. And I removed it with my tongue. And I have made the decision that I'm not going to fix that. I'm not going to cut that out. You have, if you write down a short list of MVP and Cy Young candidates for the National League in 2017, at the top of both of those lists, Clayton Kershaw. And Corey Seager, boom and boom. If anyone went into who's your pick for MVP, Corey Seager? Who's your pick for Cy Young Award winner, Clayton Kershaw? No one would cross your eyes. No one would say, oh, I don't know about that. Those are two solid choices, absolute solid choices. You may pick someone else. You may think Baumgart. You may think Scherzer. You may think uh, Bryant. You may think Posey. I don't know who else you'd think. And that's not up to me. I'm not you. Unless I'm me listening to me now, then yes, I am me. The Dodgers are a high price, high payroll, high revenue team with a homegrown MVP and Cy Young candidate under control for the next bunch of years. If they cannot parlay that into a world championship, I don't care how much of it is chance, and yes, a good deal of it is chance. I don't care how much of it is you went smack dab against the wrong team at the wrong time. Do you know what? The Mets of 2015 were not a juggernaut. Who'd they lose to in 2014? They lost to St. Louis, a game where uh, freaking Kershaw got bombed. You know, and that St. Louis team, well, I did pick them to win the World Series, so I guess I can't trash the, the, you know, Dodgers too much then. But you know what? These were winnable series, especially this last year where they had a two-game-to-one lead against Chicago, and you knew Kershaw was pitching one of the games, one of the, the, the games coming up. That should have gone to a seventh game and got everyone in Wrigley sweating. But no, it didn't happen. So the Dodgers spent a lot of money, and the Dodgers were the big, you know, were you know throwing money around like crazy to stand pat. This is, again, I've mentioned this before, and I've mentioned this for the last bunch of years, there's a lot of attention put upon Los Angeles sports these days because of the arrival of two football teams. They've had multiple Stanley Cup winners in L.A. with the Kings and not too long before that with the Anaheim Ducks. You have the Angels have the biggest star, you know, the most talented player in baseball and a bunch of postseason appearances and a championship which... Man, that's 15 years ago, so I guess that's getting a little long in the tooth, especially if you go by the rule of seven. They have been waiting for a Dodgers title. There are two teams that people in L.A., people in L.A. care about, the Lakers and the Dodgers. The Chargers are going to find that out in a real hurry that nobody's going to give a crap about them. In L.A., they care about the Kings when they win. They care about the Clippers when they're winning. When the Clippers stink, good seats are available. When the Kings stink, nobody cares. They care about two teams, the Lakers and the Dodgers. And the Lakers have done everything short of laying out the red carpet and saying, no, 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 after you, to have the Dodgers just become the big ticket item of LA. But no one in LA will care if it's for the division series or the league championship series. They've been there, they have done that. They've gone to the postseason since that 1988 season in 95, 96, 2004, 2006. 2008, 2009, 2013, 2014, 2015, and 2016. And at no point did they bring the biggest stage in the game to L.A. in any of those years. There's a little bit of, yeah, well, all right, well, wake us when you're the champions. They're going into a new world in L.A. now for the first time since the team was taken from Brooklyn and landed in Southern California, Vince Scully will not be the announcer. But they still have, as I mentioned before, thus ends any living connection to the Brooklyn Dodgers. They're LA's team. Now, in order to be the team of LA, they cannot blow this opportunity. They need to do something bold and brash. They need to do something that will get some excitement for the city, but also give this team that has its MVP and has its Cy Young Award winner the depth it needs to win. And I don't know who it's going to be. I know one thing they should do. They should seriously put together a package call up Arizona and say, we want Zach Grinky back. Okay? They should do that. And I'm worried that the Jose de Leons of the world and everyone else that they send out for big trade packages to fill in the holes on the team, I'm afraid that they won't have as many prospects to go to the bank to make the big trade. And But then again, we've seen in the past that they have no interest in making the big trade. Yeah? So the fact of the matter is this. L.A., good job spending, but you're not improving. This is a year where the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Giants, the Nationals, and possibly the Mets and the Pirates, did I say the Cardinals? I think I did, are all teams that have the goods to win it. This is your opportunity to cash in your big stardom. You wanna be the number one team in one of the biggest markets in the world? Then you gotta get into that World Series. And you got to improve, not just stand pat. And my giant fan friends may be sitting back and smiling and saying, hey, no matter what, this decade's winding down. If the Dodgers want to even tie, and I have the decade ending on 2019. If they even want to tie the Giants World Series titles for this decade, they have to run the table. We only got three more years for this team to win it all in this decade. Get to work. It's not enough just to stand pat. You have to get better. Just like I'm going to get better by making the corrections when I say something wrong. I'm going to get rid of my notes now. Just letting you know, sometimes your pal Sully uses notes. So go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, right iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. Music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kalisky. Giving one of the biggest spending teams in baseball a pep talk. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the 25th day of January 2017. I'm your host Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.